Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. O oh, pint of ages, hove to me, hove to me and my friend across the August night. Pint between starlight, pint of the road haze, forgotten pint, hear my voice anew. Baptize me in glass and hold my hand as it holds you. Emerge amber, emerge gold. Emerge from the aching vistas of the moon underwater. Many matins to thee. How are you doing, everyone? Are you all right? I'm very chilled, thank you. Uh, am I? No, it's been a rough week. Um, but welcome to the Moon Underwater, the mystical, magical pub of the mind. And folks, I need to start by saying that like all magical pubs of the mind that reveal themselves to you when you ache for them, please do not order food from the QR code during the show. Um, that's, I don't know if you've ever been to a mystical pub of the mind before, but uh, they have one rule and one rule alone. Please don't order uh, from the QR codes on the table during the show. Um, but I do feel, do you feel a sort of sense of loneliness in the moon underwater tonight? Um, maybe it's just within each of us. Maybe we're all just feeling incredibly lonely at the same time. Or maybe it's because uh, there is there is a presence yet to embark within the moon underwater. And I think we need to let him in because he's outside sort of chasing, uh, chasing many feathered geese. Um, in a metaphorical sense, you understand, not actual geese, but he's sort of chasing the feathered geese of the soul um, through his past. And I think it's time to uh, release him from that toil because it is a toil as I've said before. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome uh, to the Moon Underwater, the regular, the lovely Robin! 
Oh, and he beginneth with a pint slot on the floor, as is tradition in these times. Oh, dear. Matins to thee, Robert. Yes, good matins. Hello, everyone. Yeah, sorry, it was too full. Uh, can a pint be too full? Yeah. Can mm. it? Yeah, it can. Like the shit London Guinness when there's, it's right to the top with no head. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Do any other drinks get uh, kind of poured right to the brim like that? Imagine having a cup of tea like that. Or a glass of wine, right? So it was yeah. almost breaking the surface yeah. tension. What's that called again? Proviscus. Proviscus. Mamiscus. What? The what? The mamiscus. What is? The surface, surface tension. Mamiscus. Oh, that's going to feature in a future intro. <laughs> the mamiscus. Is it mamiscus? I think I'm getting it wrong. Is it mamiscus? Yeah. I don't mind a bit of a miscus now and then. I'm going to sip my meniscus. Uh, we both drinking Siren Yulu, Robs. Yeah. Yulu. Yes. And if you drink too much Yulu. <laughs> Bit of toilet humour for you there. <laughs> um, so, Robin, how has this week found thee? Or has it found thee yet? The week's found me. The f- has it? <laughs> the week's found me well. I've been, I've been on holiday this week. You have? You've been yeah. on your holes, haven't oh, you? Yeah, with, your, with your neckerchief tied around your head. Yeah. And your chips and butties. And your donkey rides. Where hast thou been? I've been... <laughs> chips and butties. I've been to Cornwall. Good. Yeah, that's not very nice. Um, yeah, stunning, actually. It's very, really? Very busy. Yeah. I did lat flow before and after and during, just in case you're worried. Uh, just constantly lat flowing. It's constantly lat flowing. As, as, as one goes in the little bit of liquid, the, the, it's back in the nose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a constant state of infinite lat flow. I'm a constant lat flow. <laughs> a lot of damage to the old nostril, I think, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Lat, the constant lat flows. I've been hearing a, a lot, I've seen on Twitter people seeing people at gigs lat flowing at gigs. What? Yeah, that's not a good idea. You can't lap flow a gig like the little four drops. Well, also it's too late. It's too late to lap. And it's two drops. Mine are four. Invalidated lap flows. It's not invalidated. Uh Oh, I think they give. There's a margin of error. Okay, yeah. Um, and talk to me about the the pubs of of Cornwall, the far west. Oh, well, we went to St Ives and we did a lovely. Is this a riddle? Yeah, or a limerick. What bit of both? I don't know. I could try and do it in the style of a limerick. Okay, go on then. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to St. Ives. We took the train. We didn't drive. We went for a walk and... Um, had a talk? Had a, had a good talk. And now I'm no longer alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was weird. <laughs> no, we did a lovely coastal walk to Zenor. And it's, I don't know if anyone, you've ever done a coastal walk um, where you bite off far more than you can chew. I don't know if anyone's done Coast to coast. Uh, yeah, it was coast. <laughs> it, was, it was like, I knew it was like seven miles. I can do seven miles. We calculated the like, well, we walk, walk to Sainsbury's and back. That's a mile. So it's basically just doing that seven times. But then you don't have to climb over boulders and walk up muddy hills. To get to Sainsbury's. Yeah, to get no. to Sainsbury's. But when we got there, we, we, it was brilliant, actually, because the destination was a pub called the Tinner's Arms. Oh. The Tinner's Arms. And there's a big queue. So it's this very much delayed gratification of yeah. getting that drink after, like, literally, you know, five hours. Yeah. So um, when we finally got to the bar, 
myself and my girlfriend ordered four pints of Guinness of Aww. cider. Sorry, four pints of cider. Yeah. It's stunning. My um, mum and stepdad have a similar tactic with fish and chips. So their local fish and chip shop on a Friday is obviously Ramo Cablamo from uh-huh. sort of five o'clock. Yeah. And the queue goes down the high street. So they ordered their dinner and tomorrow's dinner at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> they, they ring up at half four <laughs> and order fish and chips for half five. Yeah. And I don't think the fish and chip shop ever envisaged their phone number being used for that purpose. No. So every time they go, they have to walk... Like, excuse me, sorry, can I just, through the whole oh, queue, and then they pick up this bag of fish and chips and just walk straight out. Wow. And I, and I wouldn't be willing to do that. I would rather queue and not have that sort of awkwardness. But it is, in fairness to them, an incredibly efficient system. It is efficient. And have no ever, one else does it. No. Have you ever over-ordered at a bar because you know you don't want to queue again? Never. You've never done that? How would it be possible? Well, that's what we did. It's like sellotape. You're always going to use it eventually. I suppose you're right. <laughs> but it was stunning. Those oh, I see. As in, like, ordered more than one. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I went to see the super furry animals with <laughs> Ellis, yeah, and they were doing these two-pint... Um, it's, it's to avoid queuing, you get two-pint pint glasses, yeah. big plastic things. like have done with that in the Tinner's Arms. Coca-Cola. Yeah. So I ordered one of those, but with rum and Diet Coke. <laughs> so it was about... I think it was, like, like eight or ten shots of rum... Just up to the top with Diet Coke, and I, the, by the end of the gig, there was just a big circle of, around me with no one was in. Uh, they were all about sort of keeping their distance from me, because I'd, I'd become out of control. And this was, <laughs> and this was pre-social distancing. Pre-SD. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had an interesting... Oh, yeah, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> um... Good. I went to a wedding yesterday, and it's the first wedding I've gone to in a long time. And it was an interesting reminder about wedding drinking. Oh, yeah. Because wedding drinking is like no other drinking you do. Mm. Because especially during lockdown, you kind of get it nailed what your drinks are and when you want them and when you eat and stuff and how you really sort of nail that process. But suddenly it's all sort of thrown awry by drinking sparkling wine at 2 p.m. Yeah. And then another one at 2.30, and then a cocktail at 3, yeah. and then a sort of beer at 4, and then you go for a meal, and it's two glasses of white wine, and then a red wine, and then another co- cocktail, and then they've yeah. run out of cocktails, so you have a gin and tonic. Yeah. So by sort of midnight, you're thinking, hang on, I've had about 15 drinks, and none of them are the same as each yeah. other. Oh, yeah. So the hangover wasn't particularly bad, because yeah. I sort of nailed my f- e- eating. But it was a very discombobulating hangover mm. because I'd not actually drank anything I wanted to at the time I wanted to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> there were lots of things I wanted to drink, but not sort of in the right place. There's definitely, I think there is that stage, you know, when you come out of the church sometimes and they have a, like maybe a, or wherever the, the wedding takes place and there's a tray of champagne or Prosecco mm. going around. It really is a kind of game to see how many of those you can do, isn't it? Yes, but then my... I don't want to take the piss. My drinking is very much like a meal in that you start with savoury, your beer, your Guinness. You then maybe have dessert, which (laughs) is cider or wine. (laughs) Sorry, the metaphor doesn't really stretch, but you know what I'm saying (laughs) is there's sort of like a... There is a natural order. There's a sequence, yeah, yeah. Like if you sat down to a meal and they started with ice cream, 
you'd be all sort of like, whoa, 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 yeah, you can't yeah, have yeah. beef after ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, there you go. Bit of insight there. Sounds right. lovely, though. The wedding sounds beautiful. We must populate at the moon underwater once more uh, by bringing on this week's guest. And um, we have spent an hour with him already, and I'm pretty sure he's my best friend. <laughs> uh, he's one of the nicest men yeah. I've ever met in my life, and that's based on 45 minutes of pre-Moon Underwater chat. Mm. Uh, he is a presenter, a broadcaster, a wine expert. A bon vivant. A bon vivant. <laughs> lists his interests as food, food, glorious food, and, <laughs> and wine. wine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Please welcome uh, the wine expert from Saturday Kitchen and many other places, it's Ollie Smith! Oh, Ollie! Hello, thank you very much, good evening. Hello! Hello! Hello. Ollie. Yes? Welcome to the Moon Underwater. Thank what you. do you make of its mystical fittings? So, well, what I would like to do is climb the chandelier, gently move my toes over the tightrope into the middle, and then dive headlong into the audience. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a treat? For them, yes. Absolutely it would. <laughs> yeah. Now, Ollie, I made reference to the fact that you're now my best friend. True. Um, you're, you have... Uh, may I say, an undescribable joie de vivre. <laughs> uh, and on Twitter, you are at Jolly Ollie. Yes. So my question, my first question, Ollie, is how do you stay so jolly when so much bolly makes me melancholy? <laughs> uh, I think it's, it's, it's nearly 25 years of marinating myself in Sauvignon Blanc, to but, be perfectly honest. But that, that, for me, has negative... There's no downside. These are vastly exaggerated. I mean, look at me. I'm the picture of health. <laughs> Is it like that film, you know, what's that um, film that came out this year where you have to keep yourself at the perfect level of drunk the whole time? You know, Ooh. you know the, 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 the Dutch Oh, yeah. uh, uh, the, la the last round. The, yeah. the, oh, it's called Druck in Danish. Danish oh, yeah. what a film. Oh. You've not seen that? No, oh, and I tell good. you, there's another one that I want to see called Grabbers, which is about basically a, a, a pub in Ireland that gets beset by kraken-like creatures of the sea, <sighs> and you have to maintain a certain level of drunkenness to repel them oh. from eating you. Oh. How good is that? Oh. It's like speed, but with booze. And is it, is mm. it that the, the Krakens are sort of like your regrets? I, I, yes, I presume they are. Yeah. I don't yeah. have any of those. Or sort of your demons. But you, but so you, you're on the perfect level of drunk at all times, then? Well, is that no, what you, how you keep going? It's an interesting one, because because of my job, if I'm tasting wine professionally, you know, you, you're, you're supposed to. And most of the time, we do spit it out to make notes and pay attention. But there are obviously occasions when you're presented with a drink that is so scrumptious. It's irresistible. You can't help but just dive in. No... Bathing costume required. <laughs> you're, you're like one of the goodies from a Roald Dahl book. I'm really glad you said that and not like a weird villain from a tale no, of the unexpected. Just, but the vibe I get from you just use the word scrumptious. Mm, yes. And, <laughs> and you referred to someone uh, when we were backstage who didn't like as a poo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said he or she was a bit of a poo. Oh, yeah. It's one word too harsh. Poo. But I mean, it's a, it's a serious question because. I, I like drinking. I have to regulate my drinking. I have to keep an eye on it. It does, in the main, 
make me sad. It doesn't... Does that not happen to you? This is not the show I thought I was coming on. <laughs> I, well, look, it, of course it's a mood amplifier. So mm. I think, you know, set and setting is the key here. Really? If, yes, I think booze... I think really, truthfully, booze is a massive connector to both mood, moment and one another. So my favourite booze memories are always when I'm in good company right. um, or listening to um, various albums. I won't spoil it because I'm not allowed to say which albums I've chosen, but um, various albums, various musicians and connecting with it in a slightly richer level. But I, I get the melancholic thing. And I, I think, you know, if you think of Bourbon, Nashville, you know, Songs of Lost Romance, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a thing. I think, I ju I ju I think I'm just a merry disposed human anyway. I so, Ollie, really you're saying you make your own reality. So, John, oh, the yes. reason your yes. wine makes you melancholy yes. is because you're a melancholy man. Well, it does make me melancholy when I'm drinking it, but the next day... Uh, yeah. uh, well, that's different, but I have a cure for that. Okay, hit me. Magic beans. Ah. In Holland and Barrett. What are they called? Magic beans. But they're, they're called jelly beans, but they're made of fruit juice, and the, the only successful combination to... Is this a lie? No. <laughs> <laughs> Would this face lie? Um, no, this is a true story. I, I said this to Matt Tebbett, because he was asking, do you have any foolproof hangover cures? And I said, actually, I have one. I do have one, which is the magic beans, and he's got, he scoffed at me. And um, it's, it's obviously the usual, you know, if you've had too much to drink, some water, some rest, maybe a bit of Alka-Seltzer. But trust me, the magic beans from Holland and Barrett, I think they are just called jelly beans or juicy beans. But I, I always have... But they got vitamins in, or are they just no, sweet? No, 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 just, just sugar, sugar, sugar. That's all you Really? Need. Yeah. I mean, my... my Pretty colours. My current best cure is a pint of Barocca for, before bed with a sachet of diarrhoea... Oh, diarrhoea. 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 Well, <laughs> at least I'm in the company of professionals. Yeah. Um, no, a sachet of diarrhoea yeah. or, or your Well, this is, the, this is the problem with the before that you go to sleep solution is that sometimes you're too drunk to think of yes. being that wise. And it does like, mean I, you're guaranteed to wake up for a wee because you've just yeah. had a... You know, you've been drinking a lot anyway, and then you've yeah. got another pint of liquid on board. Yes. So 3 a.m., you yes. really have to sort of stare into the abyss. Well, I, I, I'm going to be honest here. I'm 47 years of age, and the abyss is always here. <laughs> always. I envy your constitution. Really? Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen it? Yes, but you, your, your mood is really so, superb. Well, that's um, very kind of you. Before we get on to your perfect pub, I've got a few wine questions to ask. Yes. Um, that I would like to know, but I'm sure a lot of uh, the, the patrons here at the Moon Underwater would like to know. Um, I have a thing called the John Robbins price-to-quality slash value ratio. <laughs> um, so, picture the scene. You're in um, the canned goods aisle in Sainsbury's, Tesco. You pay your money, you take your choice. You've got your sort of odd... It's, it's lower than value ones. It's sort of like... Bramwell, or uh, they have these sort of Thompsons. They have these fake labels for sort of very, very cheap stuff. So say you've got your 20p with you. Thompsons with you. Uh, tomatoes. You've then got your own brand, 40p. You've then got your Nap Napolita, yeah. 60p. Yeah. You've then got your, your Finests, 65p. Your organics, 75p. And then maybe if you're at a deli nearby, you've got your pound. And it looks like it comes from Italy. Yeah. 
Now, I operate the John Robbins price to quality slash value ratio where I pick, I pick the level at which the, the sort of sweet spot of the, the money out versus reward. And a very good thing to compare this to is headphones. So someone once said to me, headphones at 15 quid are all shit and they will break. Headphones at 40 quid are usually quite good and will last. Headphones at 400 quid are not 10 times better than the 40 quid headphones. So go 40 quid, not 400 quid, and if you have to buy it 10 times in a lifetime, you've, you've sort of, you've, you're, you've evened out. What's your favorite wine? <laughs> I'm glad, glad you asked that, Robin. Um, <laughs> um, so was, yeah, in a, in a sense, that's what I'm, I'm groping towards. But with, with wine, I would say wine, like headphones, there's a similar equation going on, and I wondered what your thoughts were on that rewind yes so i would say it, the analogy holds to some degree but i'd say you can go a bit cheaper with wine i think your sweet spot is at the moment around 7.99 for a really good bottle of wine if you're spending between 10 and 15 you're going to get something sensational above 15 you start to get into the realms of scarcity you start to begin to get into the realms of quite specific vintages and wines that you might want to collect and that doesn't necessarily reflect the mood that you're in or the moment and the trick for me with wine when I started um, out I was a, a storeman I was delivering boxes it was my Saturday job aged about 17 and I loved it because I really quickly realized that actually drinking wine and recommending wine was wasn't anything to do with me really it was to do with listening to the individual I was actually talking to and trying to find out what they loved how much they wanted to spend and what was on the dinner table that night because if you can get all of those things aligned and persuade them not to spend a fortune then you're onto a winner and I would say for value at the moment Aldi's exquisite collection I didn't work for Aldi but their exquisite collection is really good there's a Greek Asiatico in there called Philos Estate for 6 I bought 12 bottles of that when I went on holiday to Dorset a few weeks ago and I'd like to blame my by friend by the time Mark. you got there they were all gone mysteriously <laughs> someone the wine squirrel had indeed drunk most of them but it's really I it's love really that tremendous. you've got a wine squirrel and yes. I've got like a wine demon no no it's a squirrel it's a squirrel <laughs> wish I had a wine squirrel he doesn't wake me up at 3 in the morning so Remember that thing you said? <laughs> um, okay, a question, so related question to that. Yes. So often I'm in the supermarket and I am generally looking for a sort of seven, eight pound. If I'm yes. in the supermarket, if I go to Majestic, I might up that to a sort of 10 pound bottle. Yeah, and if you do the mix six, there's a couple of quid off on that, so yes. Also, if the people in your local Majestic have a rapport with you, they may well offer you the mix six price for individual bottles, but let's not go down that alleyway. Where do you live? I have broken the mix six. Whoa. Um, but uh, my question is, so I, I'm often looking for your sort of seven quidders. And so if there's nothing in that range that takes my fancy, I then do look to your, your five quidders. But I just can't, I, I assume, and it's probably... Bullshit, but I assume they're all sort of bad, like they're evil. Well, are they evil? And is cheap? Why is cheap wine so bad, or is it bad? This is the this is the question. This is the nub. 
so the wine squirrel will turn into the wine grabber at this point. But I, I think the answer is, if you're spending that kind of money, you know, the risk is that you're spending more on the tax and the duty and the export and the label and the glass and all the people that work, rather than on the juice itself. So you could risk to be disappointed. So my advice would be, if you're going to spend under a fiver, buy fair trade because you know that it's going to do at least some good for some people. And a tangible example, £4.35, I think it is, in the co-op, Fairtrade Chenin Blanc, tastes ruddy delicious. You know, chill that down. Uh, it, it, you'd be, honestly, the wine, the wine squirrel will be on that within seconds of the screw cap flying off. Seconds. So uh, we've spent far too much time talking about uh, wine, but I enjoyed every single second of it, Ollie, Likewise. and I love you. I love you, and I love wine, and I, you know, every, everyone's drinking again. Isn't it so nice to see each other? I've missed you all. I was, I was going <sighs> to say, actually, you know, I think when the pandemic hit, I think the first thing a lot of us thought was, how is Saturday Kitchen going to deal with this? Um... <laughs> How are they going you to know, reflect the mood of the nation? Yeah. So, I mean, how has it been for you? Because, you know, you're behind the screen. You can't taste the food. Perhaps a metaphor for... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how, how has it been do, do, doing that? Well, though? it's very much like being a portrait in Hogwarts in that you get <laughs> quite a bit of attention momentarily, but then you everybody You would have been great just... in Harry Potter. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you've got a little... You've though. got a touch of the... Um, uh, what's the what's Kenneth Branagh's? Oh, character? Gildroy Lockhart. Gildroy Lockhart. My Lockhart's children say this. <laughs> I'm tripping over my own microphone. I'm appalled. My children say that. But Is without that true? the bad side, they say the bad sides there as well. Oh, no, no. Well, oh, I haven't I seen know. it yet. Yes. Um, sorry, what was your question? So yes, behind um, the screen. Actually, it actually, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to do a wee while you answer this question. Oh my God, this, God, is, this is already going. Do you off. need me to? No, you answer the question. I'll do a wee. Matt, can I get a Guinness? <laughs> So half an hour That's behind good. the screen. <laughs> so first of all, to confess, the uh, a lot of people want to know: is the uh, brick backdrop real, yeah. or is the brick backdrop fake? Can I just say I feel like Garth on Wayne's World? Do you remember that when, <laughs> when Wayne leaves? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, carry on. It's it's not real. It's a it's a backdrop. It's fake, and the reason really? is they want yeah they want it to blend in with the studio. So oh, right. so from that point of view, it's quite nice to feel like you're vaguely connected. Yeah. The tricky part is I always cook the dishes and pair the wine. So whenever I'm on, I've done that in advance. That's, right. That's always a pairing. But the tricky part is really the slight delay. So if you speak on the Zoom and somebody else in the studio speaks, your audio is automatically removed. So there's no ability really to interject because yeah. you're always like a second or two behind. Yeah, yeah. So me being a kind of, you know, garrulous, <laughs> drinking, wine-loving man, yeah. trying to shout at Matt and tell him he looks like Shaking Stevens again in that <laughs> denim shirt doesn't always punch through. But yeah. aside from that, I've really enjoyed just being able to kind of be there and actually talk about wine because a lot of people assume, I think, that, you know, that a lot of industries obviously have suffered terribly in the last year and a half. Um, but I'm really proud of how we've drunk through this because, <laughs> seriously, you are all enormous pissheads. <laughs> and I'm very thankful because... Yeah. Yes. <sighs> ah, there he is. Hello. All done. All As good. You all good. Right. <laughs> We're going to get through this half without we'll another wee. Do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ollie, we need to get on to designing your perfect pub. We're going to talk about pubs brackets general probably in the second half now because you were so great in answering some of my key questions about wine. Uh, so first off, we want your two... Oh, oh, we need a scribe. Ah. <laughs> um, sir, what's your name? And the, and the gentleman I pointed out, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Matt. Dan, um, okay, Dan, do you mind, on the top of that rather expensive chalkboard, uh, to, to justify its tax-free status, uh, could you uh, use the white pen to write yeah, down Ollie's time. choices as they come in? Um, you do a little practice in the top left if you, if you want, because last week um, someone did have quite a, quite a bit of struggle, and I had to sort of rather awkwardly just sort of show how to do it. How's the, how's the pen, Dan? I'm not, don't do it on there. <laughs> it, I think it suffers with the verticality. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. There we go. Oh, there, there we, go. we there go. go. Great. So, um, Dan, the first, uh, the first category is draft. So, Ollie, your dream pub. Yes. What are your two draft items? My two draft items are Harvey's Best Bitter from Sussex. It's a popular choice. <laughs> yes, over there. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Thank you. Um, and I'm going for the Beak Brewery, also in Lewis, Locals. What? Yes, 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 yes. Round of applause to the gentleman sir. there. Hang Another. on, I need to look this up in my mind. So, um, do you want me to tell you about it? Well, I want, I want my mind to tell me about it, and then I want you to sort of it flour give Very me a good. flourish about it. You can sit Why down. would I be Googling the, <laughs> Af be Googling the Afghan civil, civil War? It's just suggested what I might be Googling. The Afghan Civil War, 1992 to 1996. Anyway, um, sorry, I, I missed the first bit there, but uh, carry on. I recommended a beer, and he recommended a war. Oh dear! <laughs> how things go. So it's called locals. Yes, locals uh, at the Beak Brewery. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I will also take. There's, I think, Popple Pale Ale from them. Six honest, percent. Yes, come on, come on. I've done this before, and, and and if you take your time over it, you can spend full days doing it. It's brilliant. Oh. So it's marvellous. Well, so you live in Lewis, don't you? I live just Lewis. outside Lewis. And tell, I, tell me, so these are both local breweries. Yeah. Tell, tell me about their vibe. Well, if you imagine, right, I've always loved wine, and I love the reverence for the world of wine, and when people get their picture taken outside Chateau Margaux, I totally get it. They travel from all over the world to see this great icon of booze. However, 
I've always felt slightly sad that in Lewis we have the Harvey's Brewery from the 1700s and it baffles me that we don't quite have the same level of respect for it because I genuinely believe that a pint of Harvey's Best is one of the true great pleasures of life. When I first moved to Lewis, it was a long time ago now, maybe 25 years ago, I remember going to the end of my street to my local pub, having a pint of Best and thinking, I, c I can't believe this is real. I was just so excited. It's the balance of the beer. It's, um, yeah, it's just over 4%, but it's a lovely balance between malt and hops. I'm a complete kind of nerd for the seasonality of it. The hops are left out. So through the season, I won't bore you senseless. I'll try my best. I promise I'll try. But through the season, the, the flavor changes, you know, as the hops are left out in their, in their kind of, you know, they oxidize and they become less potent. So they've been sitting there at this time of the year. It's actually quite a malty beer because last year's hops are fading away. The new hops will come in in the autumn. And it gets really punchy around Christmas time, really kind of interesting and different. So, you know, you almost like in the winter, it tastes of more summery, green, fresh herbs. And in the summer, paradoxically, it tastes quite malty and wintry. But I'm a massive, massive fan of Harvey's Best Bitter. I think all their beers are incredible. And I just think it's, a, it's been there for centuries. And it's seen, you know, times of great trouble in our country. And, you know, we've just been through one of them. And it's still there. And I can taste that same beer that's been being drunk for so many centuries and so many years. I love it. Brilliant. It makes me do very you, excited. Do you, do, how do you manage... So do, when you go to a pub, do you drink beer? Or, or do you drink... Yes. Do you, you don't drink wine in a pub? Well, I, t I mean, it's been known, you know, but I, I generally want to really taste what's going... What's mm. on draft, what's local, you know, what's fresh. And equally, I will, I will travel to pubs if I get a text saying, the Harvey's is absolutely incredible today. It's, you know, the t <laughs> yeah, I love the top of the cask and I like yeah. it. It's really fresh. I will move literally my actual body to get there and, and, and this happened I was in the Lansdowne before the pandemic in Lewis and it was just tasting incredible I phoned around my friend Nick and I, I just got everybody in saying you know you won't believe how good it is they're like yeah yeah whatever drinky boy fine you know and then they all arrive like <gasps> this is better than the multicoloured swap shop and it's like yes well, it is I was in uh, on Friday I was in the Northcote Arms in uh, Leighton which we mentioned on the podcast the, which we mentioned when Shit London Guinness came to the moon underwater and I think it's the best pint of Guinness in London and I went up to the bar and I said, like, pint of Guinness, please. And I said, uh, for my money, this is the best pint of Guinness in London. And the landlady said, that's so strange. The guy on the other side of the bar said that. And he said he'd heard it on a podcast. And I said, that's me. It's my podcast. And I had such a wonderful conversation with the landlady about the work they put in to make their Guinness right. And it suddenly made me realize how so many pubs don't do that. And, and part of the reason is, to clean the lines, you could lose sort of 30 pints or whatever. You could lose a huge amount of beer by doing it every week. And they take that hit in order to maintain it. And I can certainly understand if a pub's struggling and goes, do you want to chuck you know, 20 or 30 pints away? Of course they don't. They can't afford to. But it was really interesting to find out what makes Guinness good and is just cleaning the lines regularly and not freezing I it feel to a bit absolute like zero. Spinal Tap asking why the amps don't go up to 11, but why don't they just make the barrels slightly bigger to cope with the waste? Well, because you'd still have to waste it. Yeah, but then Guinness would be wasting it, not the pubs. No, but it's still in the line. Right. When you empty the line... Yeah, you see what I mean? Why don't they make the barrels bigger? Or they could subsidise the barrel. But it, yeah. that Guinness. wouldn't solve the problem. Because <laughs> even, even if the barrel was a million... Because you're... Yeah. The barrel is irrelevant. It's the line it's that you're the line. cleaning. They the should basically subsidise the, the, <laughs> the, the amount of beer in the lines should be covered by the brewery yeah, to encourage people to do it. That's yeah, the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, from because what I hear... Part of the, I think part of the joy of it is actually great condition as well. And Harvey's when... So if you take a great, a really great 
bitter and hold it in your in your mouth and you feel it on your palate. The, the bubbles, I don't want to get too kind of into it, but the bubbles are so small. Like we judge like really fine sparkling wine and champagne by how small the bubbles are. If you're really tiny, amazing persistent bubbles, a pint of brilliant British ale in perfect condition is in my view largely impossible to beat. You can feel sizes of bubbles with your tongue. <laughs> and that's not all. <laughs> a bit of blue. Um, <laughs> Did you just wink at me? I did. I didn't. <laughs> I have to. I, didn't I felt mind that it, it was warranted, invited, and welcome. Did not mind that one bit. Um, I have to say, the Guinness at the Moon Underwater tonight is superb. They must have got my note about the temperature. Um, uh, so I didn't do the beak, but briefly on the beak. Oh yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Can be. No wonder the, you're so happy. The beak. The beak. The beak. <laughs> it's a slang term for it's, cocaine. Yes. Uh, the, which I actually didn't know, is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm that naive. So the Beak Brewery in Lewis is a modern brewery started, I think, last year, actually, just before uh, the pandemic struck. Uh, with Robin, head brewer, who used to be at Burning Sky, if you're into your beer. Not me. No. No, not you, actually, <laughs> no, but you should come. Yeah, sure. Well, the more Robins, the merrier. Yeah, I but love being make, another Robin. You can. A nest. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm John Robbins. Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> Any... Any further Robins or... No. Um, so, the Beak Brewery, if you haven't discovered them yet, please just go online, buy cans of their beer, you will not be disappointed. It's all amazing. That's all I have to say on the matter. They cool. are... I feel so lucky that I have Burning Sky, I have the Beak, and I have Harvey's very traditional brewery. Uh, uh, the Beak is just so modern. Their flavours are so fresh and vibrant. I cannot believe they're doing it, you know, in the town where I live. So, I just feel superb. I just feel really grateful, really happy about it. So, yeah, buy their beer. It's great. Your, your two bottles, please. And mm. I think this is where we start to get into the meat of the pie. Yes, there is some meat here because finally we do come to wine. And I'm going to choose for my first bottle an English wine. It is Hoffman and Rathbone's Bacchus 2020, which has not quite been released yet, but Uli, the winemaker, sent it to me last week. Is and that made in the... In the yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. Is that made... Yes, it is made. ...in Thorrington, near Thorrington Hall? Is that in Sussex? Yeah, uh, no, it's in near Norfolk. No. Oh. Because <laughs> I was given one of their bottles called Bacchus, and someone was said... Was that Flint? Someone said, keep that, because it's going to be worth a billion pounds. You see, this is Good it. luck writing this down, by the way. Um, <laughs> this is it. Son! What's what it called again? Oh, it's called Hoffman and Rathbone, Hoffman. Uh, which is H-O-F-F. M A N and Rathbone. These all do sound like characters out of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Got and lovely penmanship. Yeah. and Rathbone. Bacchus, which is B A C C H U S. I've chosen a really. I've realised now. So they're impossible to spell. Wine. Twenty twenty. Nice ampersand. Hoffman and Rathbone. Bacchus. Twenty twenty. It's it's el it's electrifying. It's a bright white wine, and we, there's a lot of great support and talk for English sparkling wine. It's brilliant. <laughs> Do you know Bacchus. where the word ampersand comes from? No. It's, it means and Lovely. per se and. And, as in the word per se, and per se and. Ampersand. Sorry. Um, 
I, I've been listening to quite a lot of podcasts about the history of the English language. Yeah. It's getting in my mind. Come round, come round, come round, and I will pour you some really interesting English still ones. I would even go into, oh, there's good rosé, but I would even go into bat for some red. The prices of the reds at the moment are a little too steep, but the white wines are massively coming around. Lime Block in Aldi was a real beauty. Um, there's the, one that M&S do. It's yes. called something like Pink Lady or English Rose. It's Lily, it, by Denby's. me. Yeah. You can neck that. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's you see. so nice. Well, we had a fantastic one in Cornwall, uh, Camel Valley, yes. which was brilliant English Amazing. sparkling wine. It but is. didn't you once have a bad experience with English wine? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we went to. I don't, this is me and my girlfriend, not the royal we, by the way. <laughs> we went to uh, Tom Kerridge's pub. Um, Hand yeah, and Flowers. Hand and Flowers, yeah. And we, I got an English Pinot Noir. And it was like. Ap- Ruth it? says it was Merlot, and I'm going with Ruth on this. Yeah, I go with Ruth. I don't know, actually. This might be our first argument. It was Pinot Noir. <laughs> it definitely was Pinot Noir. <laughs> Did but it was really shit. You'll know because Robin will have done the joke where he went, Peanut Noir. Peanut Noir. Peanut Noir. Did yeah. he say Peanut Noir? Yeah. No, <laughs> Probably he was Merlot. Was Merlot. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was a real shame. It was very expensive. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I, th- I think for me, if I'm buying at the moment English whites all the way, Bacchus is my favourite grape probably at the moment to drink at all. And going regarding your smashability point, you know, they tend to fall in at around 11, 11.5%. I mean, mm. that's breakfast wine, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> well, here's, okay, so subsidiary question. Yes. Why don't, in, in, why doesn't England, or why don't the English um, pick your team, uh, why don't, given the climate, uh, why do they make more Rieslings? This is an interesting question, and I think we are literally... I'm a big Riesling guy, Ollie. Well, I like the Riesling. I, I, I love I didn't watch this place because I was at the Pig in the South Downs opening, which is near Arundel, talking to Robin, who's behind it. He's planted a vineyard there. What will survive of us is love. There's another Robin. There's another Robin. I thought this was, was the same Robin. I was calling for one. He's landed on the show. There's so many now. I've oh. lost track of all of them. Ollie, I just, I just quoted Philip Larkin's Sorry, poem and I was talking Arundel about Robin. Tomb. What will survive yes. of us is love. My are almost instinct almost true. Oh. So he's not actually saying that God. love will survive. He's, he's saying that it will fade also. He's saying it won't really. <laughs> anyway, oh, back to you. Um, no, I'm why with you why don't the, the English make more Rieslings? They sh- well, they may. And I think given time, what I was going with with the pig thing is that he's planted some gamay, red grape, uh, which grows you know, across Burgundy and in the Loire. But I think we should be planting for the future because things are changing is the reality. You know, cl- climate is not stable at the moment. And I think there is an opportunity to make some Riesling. There is an opportunity to make Gamay. I just think right now, you know, you've got to think about why they're doing what they're doing, the pressure on agricultural property, you know, the, the value of real estate, all of these things, they don't want to take too many risks. You've now, got to I have was, a good Riesling. I would plant Riesling for you if I had a vineyard and I would call it, I would call, I would name it. Just give me one good Riesling. Just give me one. Did you just say that in real life? Yeah, yeah I did. I would call um, it just give me one good Riesling then. Do you know what some of my favourite Rieslings are? <laughs> you see, you didn't wink at me, but you, in your heart, I think you did. My heart winked I just at you. Your heart winked at me. Throughout Ollie saying all that, John was just thinking, I'm going to tell him what my favourite Rieslings are. <laughs> just not listening. Totally just fallen into yeah. the it's, trap, haven't I? Go on, John. It's go on, like, it's, it? I can, now I can't remember. It's called the Herman something, and it's like a 2014, and they do it, they do like a sort of, 
six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 12-year-old, and they get sweeter the older you get, and you Ooh. get them in Majestic. They're about 15 quid. It's not like a Graca Himmelreich kind of... Uh, Something like that. Mate, those reasons are amazing. You can absolutely yeah. down them in one. Yeah. And you, you and yeah. the thing I like about them is they, they sort of reward being really chilled, whereas a lot of wines, I think, lose their flavour if they're chilled. Am I, am I impressing you, Ollie? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're impressing me no end. <laughs> This is this is music to but my ears. But also, they're like nine and a half percent, if not seven. And, and the sweeter they get, the lower the alcohol tends to be. And sweet wines are not massively fashionable, and yet they are beyond delicious. You know, I absolutely love late harvest reasons. I love Tokai from Hungary. Nobody oh, really yes. drinks it, but oh my word! Yeah, we had a lovely Tokai. It's like filthy marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, my sorry, nickname at school. Uh, Dan, what's the name of um, Ollie's uh, first choice again? I need to write it down in my book. Oh, it, it was. Yeah, the Hoffman and Rathbone Bacchus. Hoffman uh, and Rathbone. Yeah, and I, I've, uh, do you want my second bottle? Yes, please. So my second bottle comes from France, and it's a bottle of cider. And I was going to choose... Oh, God, I'm in love with you. Oh, really? <laughs> I love French I know, cider. I think I know what you're going to say. It's the best but cider look, in the world. Yeah, but Carry on. No, you say it. Yeah, go on. I'm quite excited. No, no, go on. All right. Yeah. So I was going to choose Oliver's cider from Herefordshire, and I think Tom Oliver makes probably the best cider in the UK. I love that. However, I am choosing, if I can remember the name of it. Right, let me go with the name of the chap who makes it, um, if I can remember that, called Monsieur Farine. I was with my... I know, Mr. Flower. I've now entered the realm of Cluedo. Um, he... I, I basically... I was, I was in France with my family, travelling, and we were in a little bistro having dinner, and one of the girls was sort of offered some, you know, asked if she wanted a drink, and she was a bit flummoxed by it. And I said, oh, hang on, there's this nice cider over there. Let's have a look at that. And out they came with, it was called Les Vergers, V-E-R-G-E-R-S. And it's, it's in the Ott Valley, O-T-H-E. Yeah, and I didn't know you were going to say that, no. actually. No. <laughs> so I went to this little bistro. I thought the fizzy cider was the best thing I'd ever tasted. And it was like, I don't know, 10 euro on the, on the menu. And I dreamt about it for a year. And I made the family go back to the bistro the next year to drink it again, which was so nice. And I forgot to write down what it was. Mm. So year three... I made them return <laughs> to the same bistro to write down the name of the cider so that I could visit the name of the cider maker and personally thank him wow. for his amazing booze. Life was really hard before it's Google, wasn't off. it? it was <laughs> I was so excited and so hammered, I had no idea what it was. So I ended up in Monsieur Farine's lair telling him I loved his cider and ordering it. And I realized that like, he was not only an amazing cider maker, but he planted all these rare varieties. He was guarding the heritage of the valley. There's only like three producers left in the valley. It's in the Champagne region, basically. So they've been slightly superseded by wine. But then I came to pay for this stuff. And this is made, right, in a secondary fermentation in the bottle in exactly the same way as you would an English sparkling wine, a great champagne, all the finest sparkling wines in the world. This cost per bottle at the time... Two euro and eighty pence a bottle, which made me cry with happy sadness in my heart at the same time. I was like, bargain steal, can't believe it. I've got one bottle left in my cellar. 
Monsieur Farin has retired and sold the business to a younger maker who is honoring it and doing it and they've rebranded and obviously because of the pandemic haven't been. I cannot wait to scurry out there. I would ride any stallion. If you have a steed parked out there, I will gallop full tilt for that cidery because it is one of the best drinks in the world and I don't know if I'll ever be able to drink my last bottle of Monsieur Farin's cider. Oh my God. I love him so much. I might cry. So it's called Le, Le Verge. Le Verge. Yeah, Le Verge, Le Verge on Ot. Le Verge on Ot. E-N-O-T-H-E. And he didn't even have a website. Very nice. I, had to, I phoned him. He didn't speak English. I was like, my French is, you know. How like, strong is it and what sort of taste is it? It's very apple It's very bright and it's very fresh. If you basically imagine transplanting the finest champagne or sparkling wine you've ever had into apple juice it's that and it's fine and fresh and the bubbles are but tiny but we're talking like 9% 4% no I think it's less I think it's like from memory I think it's 6 or 7 but I will confirm this and email you but it is in, in my in my opinion I just genuinely think it's one of the finest value drinks I've ever had because oh. you, I mean, it's impossible to beat that I love and it made me so happy Normandy cider I love you well I, I think <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was going to shout out for Brittany cider, though. Mm. Yes. This is probably the poshest conversation. <laughs> but Breton cider is Breton next cider. level. Oh, it's yeah. so nice. That's it's where so I thought you were going to go. It's so fresh. It's so crisp. And so many of the like French ciders, they don't seem to have a problem with making a 2.5% cider. Yeah. yeah which, yeah. a 2.5% cider, 750 ml bottle, <laughs> is such time. a joy. I know. And you can get, there's a place, if you're in London, there's a place called Amethyst in Soho. Which is oh, yeah. such a great off. Li- well, I mean, I say off license. That doesn't do it justice. It's a fucking Valhalla of booze. <laughs> but quite happy to go. Here is a you know it's six quid for a two and a half percent wine that we've imported from Cider. France. Uh, cider, sorry, from France, and you're going to absolutely love it. And also, you're not going to get smashed. Yeah, I think there's a lot to this and we're talking a lot more about no and low and I think that's a really interesting growth area in the drinks market and I'm you know, fully behind a lot of the drinks that are really good quality but you're right there is like a phenomenal option and I just think that tradition, which we do have in this country, we have amazing bottle conditioned cider I'm not dissing it at all, it's just that my poor family had to literally be dragged to this same bistro Bistro Felix in Twive, just remember the name of the place it's very nice, we should all go It do- It does. <laughs> very nice. I do get so so I've said that I have a fondness of French cider. I do get very annoyed when I go to a pub and the only cider is that absolutely rank New Zealand cider that's all sort of like mango and raspberry. Uh, and you're like, well, come on, just come on. You live, you live in the, like, the centre of cider and you've bought this crappy, gross stuff. In, in Cornwall, we have the, uh, the rattler. Who's yes. had rattler before? Yes, yes, we've had the rattler. So it's got the kind of snake on the uh, pump. It's six percent. Ooh, it's it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've got to have it on holiday. Yeah, yeah. I, I think holiday strong cider is definitely a, a, <laughs> yeah. a, a kind of an extra trip, and it takes your um, mind on a holiday. Well, it it's really does. definitely so. There is something to that because the, there's a pub I go to in Dorset called the Square and Compass every year, and I drink Charlie's Eve's idea. I tra- again, my poor children. I travel to <laughs> the pub to drink the cider, and I started out vowing I'd never go beyond three pints, and then I had my fortieth birthday there. I went to four. I had to listen to George Harrison to calm down. Everything was fine. I went to five over a long session. I mean, it was a long day, and we'd been on a big walk. I didn't know what my name was. I called yeah. my best friend Nick. I called him Steve. I just, I just lost my mind. Well, it was just, wonderful. I mean, let's just do the maths on that. So it was over a long session, though. Yeah, but five, five, eight times six. Yes. Times five divided by a thousand. What do you? What do you make? Sixteen point seven four units. 
that didn't happen. That's just a rumor. <laughs> That's, it was over several days, and uh, my doctor told me it was fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, we take a break now from fitting the bar in your pub, which we've yet to actually sort of discuss the look of your pub, but we will do after an interval because all of us need a wee, um, despite, you know, pretty strong protestations that we wouldn't need a wee earlier in the, in the half. We do, need we do now need another wee. Do you need another wee? Well, I've had four pints. You've had four, four pints? Four pints and one wee. How, where were you drinking the pints? We've only just got well, two here. Two out there, one out did there, one out there, there? five. We did. Um, uh, so, Robin, it's every week here at the Moon Underwater, we uh, engage in a little bit of mind-expanding uh, trivia in the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Okay, everybody, pens out, eyes down. It's time for the quiz. Played for Zimbabwe, but he was born in South Africa. I know Alaska is bigger. That wasn't the question. Put your phone away. Right, Michael Jackson's Funky Monkey have been deducted five points. Thank you. Welcome to the Moon Underwater Pub Quiz. Thank you. So no prizes except the fun of taking part. So I'm going to read three questions and then we'll go to a break and give you a chance to think about what you've done. And, then, and no Googling, by the way. No Googling. If you, if you, can, if, if you can not Google, you're just, you're just, you're just Googling yourself. So, uh, okay. <laughs> then we'll go through the answers after the break. So this, this week's quiz is about wine. So we're going to be putting Ollie on the spot somewhat. So question one. Most champagne is made out of which three grapes? I don't mean natural... It's just made out of three grapes. <laughs> Pauline, Rosa, <laughs> and Colin. The three grapes. Oh, Colin. <laughs> he just... No, it doesn't <laughs> Grape varieties, yeah. Varietals, as Americans sometimes say. It's a bit annoying. Anyway, <laughs> question two. So what champagne... Champagne is made out of which three grape varieties? Question two. What grape variety am I? I can be used to make rosé and red wines. As I ripen... My flavor changes from red fruits. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. To black fruits. Sometimes grapes within my bunch start to shrivel before the others have ripened. This gives me high sugar levels and makes me taste of prune. That was question two. <laughs> what grape varieties? Thought we would get a bigger laugh. The question... <laughs> Question three, what white wine am I? I am... <laughs> it's a long question. I am high in natural sugar, and I'm usually off dry with a flamboyant bouquet of light cheese. I may also have aromas of roses, passion fruit, and floral notes. It is not uncommon to notice some fine bubbles on the inside of my glass. So, what, does anyone want any repeats? Nope. No. That's good. It's good. It's a good. It's a very good pub quiz. I love your what am I questions. Thank you. They're, they're Thank really you. hard. 
Um, well, it's good to have a hard quiz. Oh isn't yeah, it? you don't want it too easy. What color is grass? Like remember yeah. Richard and Judy used to do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rubbish. <laughs> um, superb, Ollie. I'm guessing you've got all of those. I got yes, yes. I mean, of course. Yes. Okay, well, we'll test the audience we'll t- before we test you. Yes, 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 um, yes. But yes. now it's time to take a little break here at the Moon Underwater to refresh our glasses, to refresh our minds in many ways, and to let the atoms coalesce into a different formation. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we'll <laughs> see you back here in about 15 minutes. We'll give it up for Ollie Smith and Robin Allender. Thank you. 